Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Halloween has come and gone, but I shall tell you something very spooky. My battery on the tablet is down to 1%. Uh-oh. So it's charging. But anyway, BlizzCon is back. An in-person BlizzCon, specifically. And that's the only exciting thing that happened this week. Yeah. Sad. Bungie fucked up. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call that exciting, but... It's exciting in a way that... uh, It's disappointing for the people. It's exciting in a way of being like... So Bungie... The call was coming from inside the house all along. Like Bungie's... Bungie's leadership is the problem. Yeah. Not Activision. Not Microsoft. Not Sony. You. I would agree with that sentiment. (laughs) Oh, I want to do that you and felt something in my throat. Oh. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, welcome. Hello. Yeah. Gamers Do Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. If you give us $90, we will give you this podcast three days early. Whoa. Reference. Foreshadowing, perhaps. That all of maybe three people listening will have understood by the time this comes out and not until we tell the story later. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about uh, a lot of things you could play? Yeah, I mean, if you had a life and you had free time and you could play video games, you could you could pick one of these things up and melt your eyeballs with it. I melt my eyeballs every night, Matt. Joke's on you. They're molten. Molten balls. <laughs> I dip my balls in magma. Number one, The Foglands for PS5, PSVR 2, and Quest 2. Number two. Head Bangers Rhythm Royale for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number three, Jusant for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number four, Little Goody Two Shoes for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number five, You Will Die Here Tonight for the PC. On Halloween. That was released on Halloween. Nice. It's a good spooky title. Yeah, it's a good call. This bed we made for the PC, PlayStation. Uh, number seven, Fusion Paradox for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number eight, Ninja or Die, Shadow of the Sun for the Switch. Number nine, Blasphemous 2 for PlayStation and Xbox. Number ten, Achilles, Legends Untold for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number eleven, For the King 2 for the PC. Number twelve, My Time at Sandrock 
for PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 13, Phantom Galaxies for the PC. Number 14, Played Up for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 15, Power Wash Simulator VR to the Quest 3 and 2. RoboCop Rogue City is officially out for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 17, Slime 3K for the PC. Number 18, Star Ocean, the second story, R. JRPGs. For PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number 19, The Talos Principle 2, coming to a Steam sale near you for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. I never played the first one, but I just remember every Steam sale I've ever seen has always had Talos Principle in it. Yeah. Always. Like, front page, one of the main advertisement ones. Number 20, Matt's favorite game on this list, Thirsty Suitors for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 21, my favorite game, Bratz, Flaunt Your Fashion, Complete Edition for the Switch. All right. Number 22, DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 23, Fashion Dreamer for the Switch. 24, Quantum Error, PC, PlayStation, Xbox. And number 25, WarriorWare, Move It for the Switch. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, I like to move it. Bunch of lemurs, man. Bunch of lemurs. I think that's the right animal. I don't know. I don't know anymore. Somebody's going to yell at me. I don't remember. Sorry. Deal with it. I'm old. I'm ancient. That's true. You are older than me. She just take me all back and shoot me. And my suffering. Um, <laughs> like a limp horse. Do you want to do odds or evens? Evens. That list was a lot longer than I thought it was. The, well, the list you're going to nail is going to be a lot longer. It's going to be as well. Which list is that? Um, the the BlizzCon. Then it's the list that should be mine. It is the burden I bear. All right. I am the Blizzard employee. Oh, that calls in the night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I am I, the one who knocks. <laughs> oh well, they're owned by Microsoft. The Microsoft been paying me the entire time. Game oh, Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. True. Yeah. Have you heard of Game Pass? <laughs> Have you heard of your Lord and Savior Game Pass? Um. <laughs> Yes. Number one, NetEase and industry veteran Greg Street has formed a new studio, Fantastic Pixel Castle, and have announced the start of a development on its first game. Fantastic Pixel Castle will operate as a fully remote studio and is preparing to begin the hiring process for developing an MMO codenamed Ghost, which is based on a new fantasy IP. Street previously worked as a lead systems designer at Blizzard Entertainment on World of Warcraft and as an executive producer on League of Legends MMO at Riot Games. Another one. Another one. Uh, That being said, I'm kind of in the I don't give a shit. It's Ghostcrawler for people that know him by that name. Um, But... And this is gonna sound disenchanted. I'm it's like cool, okay, he's doing one, whatever. But his Twitter is always a lot of like, yeah, we're interacting with the fans, and we're like, we're asking questions, like, what's your feedback? What would you want in an MMO? Yada yada yada. And he was doing that while he was still at Riot. Mm-hmm. And we've seen nothing out of Riot. So I'm like, is it just farming engagement? Like, I need something to sh- see. 
you got to show me something. I think that's kind of the problem with the current like way media is handled when it comes to games is they always want to they want to like drum up um, attention. So they like announce these projects like right when they're starting them. An MMO is going to take you four to five years to make at least minimum. So like, why even say anything? Like, you can just say, I, I'm okay with them saying, you know, confirmed we do have a studio and we're making an MMO. Yeah. But their entire thing is that they're saying they want to, like, develop it alongside, like, being very open and public about where they are in processes and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you're making a documentary on the fly. But I want the product. I don't care until yeah, like, the product is done. If Because if you do this and never finish... What the fuck was the point? Yeah, I don't I don't like that whole thing where like they're always like, oh, we want to be open about how we're making the game. No one really cares. I'm like, I want you to make it first and then be open as as you continue. Yeah. On changes and things that are want like make a beta at least. So we'll see. Yeah. Number two, Electronic Arts released its earnings report for quarter two of fiscal year 2024, which is the three months ending September 30th, 2023. Uh, If anybody else like me hates fiscal years, well, there you go. With the firm seeing slight revenue and bookings growth, three EA Sports titles outperformed their expectations during the third quarter, even though we're talking about the second quarter. I don't have anything for you. Okay. All right. Nope. Just make sure we're good there. Madden NFL 24 delivered net bookings growth of 6% year over year. EA Sports FC franchise helped boost revenue and total net bookings with FIFA 23 and the launch of FC 24. Apex Legends were down year on year, though EA said this was actually above its expectations. Overall, live services and other net bookings were up 1% year-over-year to $1.13 billion. Over the past 12 months, live services have made up of 73% of EA's business. That's kind of nuts. (laughs) It's kind of nuts. 73% all live services. Yeah. But, I mean, other than Star Wars, that's the only thing that wouldn't be live service. Yeah. In their entire portfolio, technically. It's um it's a little it's just, sad. It's still wild. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad, but it's a it's very much a cash prize if somebody is to buy EA. Mm. It's like guaranteed income. All right, number three, Devolver has acquired System Era in a deal worth up to forty million dollars. European law firm Fieldfisher, which is acting on behalf of Devolver, commented, quote, The acquisition represents a strategic opportunity for Devolver to extend its reach beyond its core strength of premium indie titles, leveraging System Era's knowledge of expandable game style development, as well as, as its live operations, technology, and existing IP, end quote. The Seattle-based studio was founded in 2014 and released the sandbox multiplayer game Astroneer on PC in 2016. Uh, interesting. Yeah. 
Devolver buying people is always, I mean, 40 mil is not exactly tiny money for them. <clears throat> Moving up in the world. Maybe, I don't know. And Astroneer was pretty popular. Yeah. Uh, I remember, it, I mean, I know of it, so. Yeah, that's, that's, that says all you need to know right there. Yeah. I know one person who played it and was fond of it, so. There you go. Nailed it. You don't need more than that. Nailed it to the cross. Anyways. Jesus. I was about to read the same article. Number four, Bungie joins the ongoing number of studios to have job cuts. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier confirmed the report of layoffs, saying Bungie CEO Pete Parsons sent an email to staff informing them of a team meeting as the employees were being informed of the cuts. The layoffs at Bungie affected around 100 people, which is about 8% of its 1,200 staff. Staff laid off will receive a minimum of three months of severance and health insurance, as well as prorated bonuses. Community management and publishing teams seem to be particularly affected by the layoffs, with Bungie reportedly telling staff that these jobs will be handed to a third party going forward. It was reported from other publications that these layoffs were initiated by Bungie and not Sony. Michael Salvatore, the veteran composer who has worked with the studio for over 25 years, has also left Bungie. No one is sure if he left or was laid off, but uh, that's a pretty fucking massive one for people that don't know all the Halo music that he did. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see boys in the bathroom singing the Halo theme song, that's his song. I saw some of the favorite videos. You get that that, that tile echo. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Monks in a church doing the same thing. Another mm-hmm. good one. Bungie has reportedly delayed Destiny 2's upcoming expansion, The Final Shape, as well as its next full game, Marathon. And I've also heard worse things out of this entire story. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could feel free to rattle them off. They were... I, I tried to... There were some conflicting reports, and then some things were unconfirmed. So I was like, eh, I don't know how to try it here. I'm uh, going to reference a lot from... Let me just pull up uh, his Twitter, because that's where everything was that I was... Twitter? You quickly mean, seeing. You mean X. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, X I don't gonna care give it what to I'm going to call it. Uh, but our our friend... Musk going to give it to you. Stop that. Our friend from Forbes, Paul Tassie. Okay. So shout out Paul Tassi, but uh, big, you know, he's a pretty good Destiny fan. He's always in there and doing things. That's true. And uh, for me, absolutely nothing you know, but I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Forbes always has a lot of Destiny coverage, so I gen, so I'm assuming it's him, probably. Um, he's been digging further into some stuff and whatever. Uh, apparently management said other levers were looked at to avoid layoffs when employees asked if one of the levers was executive compensation they were told no and that it would not happen at the company internally really no one is blaming sony for this even management some employees were told that if the sony buyout had not happened that with current destiny 2 performance the studio itself would have been in jeopardy if they were still independent how do you how how uh, How now, brown cow? The final shape delay was known by some a couple months ago, but it is happening late enough where there cannot be a 30th anniversary size drop to split the season, and that took around eight months to build. There will be something in the season 23 gap, though no specifics. They want the final shape not just to be as good as Forsaken or the Taken King, but better, hence the good, not great feedback that will be polished during a delay. 
It needs to be the best, and it's viewed as the key to turning things around. Uh, Final, Champ- Final Shape campaign and features are reportedly quite solid, even in its current state, ahead of planned future work. They want to go even further. Some concern about crunch, blah, blah, blah. Where is the rest of the stuff I want, Paul? Tweet so much. Uh, I really hope he has the things I wanted. I know one of his tweets is in my likes, and I can just go pull it out of there. But what's it related to? Their benefits. Oh, the stock stuff. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know how that was going to be handled because originally they it was reported. Let I saw the benefits thing about it ending. At the end of the month. It ends at the end of the month. Everett was being released on the 30th. So, yeah. Yeah. But then I saw the thing that they were giving severances out and everyone's benefits were going to last for three months. So, I was like, I don't know what that... The stock one, though, is interesting. So, like, that one, um, I... Basically, because of the transition between Sony and Bungie, like, the acquisition, there's, like, the uh, unvested shares are, like, hanging in limbo. And if anyone had invested shares and they were let go, those shares automatically default back to Bungie. Yes. And it's kind of like a really shysty shit way for Bungie management to basically reacquire a good portion of itself. Yes. So, like, it's almost like they're maneuvering so that they could go independent again or something crazy like that, where they could just kind of like, oh, well, now we own enough of ourselves to where we can buy the other part out. Yeah, I mean, all the answers, especially like, I saw the one that you you talked about with the, um, the you, cutting uh, upper management compensation would never be an option. And Which there's rumors that executives are already taking pay cuts before that or something. Yeah, but they bullshit. No, you give a number then. And then them saying like, "Oh, if we were independent, still we'd be in trouble." Like that all screams of mismanagement. Because yeah, like, if, how do you have? I know Destiny Two has been rough, but there's no way that it's not making money. It's some more possible to make money. So. You, which means you overextended, which means you mismanaged. Yep. Which is interesting because I remember that was one of the topics that we discussed when Sony bought Bungie. Was we were like, oh, I guess we're gonna find out if the problem was really yeah with whoever because every time they had always blamed yeah the bug, other entity and everybody was always pumped that they were independent yeah and they. Started, you started seeing exactly what we were worried about when I made the comment last time about them leaving Activision. Mm-hmm. Is now there's no one holding them foot to the fire yep. to hit release dates. Yep. So now we're we're seeing that, like you know, I don't want to say it's conclusive, but at least fifty percent of the problem is Bungie at this All point. All signs point to Bungie. You got to look at the common denominator. That's calls what I always from, say. Calls coming from inside. When the house. people are like, "Oh, you know." Uh, so and so's got went through and had another crazy boyfriend. Well, what's the common denominator? 
the crazy female that's dating them. Yes. Um, is it my turn? Uh, yeah. The number five. Oh, why did I scroll all the way down? Oh, yeah. I was looking. I was afraid you were going to get into the rumor roundup stuff when you started talking about Des- or Bungie. Um, I didn't write this. I did. That's why I was, you know, you were going off the rails. And I was like, oh, no. I was like going off the rails. Hey, you know, you were wrote looking Bungie. Up, you were looking up tweet stuff. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh. All right, number five, Ubisoft's chief people officer, Anika Grant, will leave the publisher in November. Literally just put in this role not, what? A year ago, I think? Yeah. Oh, it says right there. She was brought into the company in 2021 following a series of abuse scandals that rocked the business the previous year. I remember that appointment. I do, too. Speaking at the GameIndustry.biz HR Summit in September, she told attendees that the company's turnaround was, quote, on the right path, end quote. Ubisoft CEO Yi Gi Ma said in a staff email that the search for her replacement is well underway. Chief People Officer. And she said, or he said, I don't know, one of them said that she left to pursue new opportunities. Probably a lot of studios out there that need a chief people officer for harassment, to be fair. Or she was like, fuck, this. you guys aren't doing fucking anything I'm telling you to do. I'm out. <laughs> why Why is your HR policy the same as your games? You just keep making the same thing over and over. You goddamn stubborn French people. <laughs> Number six, Atari will acquire long-running U.S. developer Digital Eclipse in a deal worth $20 million. Founded in 1992, Digital Eclipse is best known for remastering retro games with releases such as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection, the Disney Classic Games Collection, and the SNK 40th Anniversary Collection. This studio has already worked with the Atari, with Atari on the acclaimed Atari 50, the Anniversary Collection. In a frequently asked question on its web- own website, FAQ for you Adj- uh, acronym users, Dirty acronym music. <laughs> Digital Eclipse said it will still have the freedom to seek out projects with other parties. The acquisition follows Atari's purchase of Night Dive Studios for $10 million and retro community Atari Age earlier this year. So they're in an open relationship. Atari needs to be in an open relationship because ain't nobody want to be partnered up with Atari. They're going to get what they can get. Well, I don't know. They're making a lot of moves recently. They're buying a lot of things. It doesn't mean that they're going to love you. They're trying to try <laughs> new things. They're trying to court somebody, and it just ain't happening. It's like the old man, you know, looking for the new bride. Let's let's mail order one. Oh, okay. That's I don't know. I'm I, don't, just, I, don't, was, I don't know where that, I was going with that. What is that? Any of that? <laughs> I mean, Atari is an old man. <laughs> Speaking of not knowing where I'm going with things, number but seven. It's, it's like an old man downloading TikTok. It is. Yeah. And then like trying to dance. Yeah. Doing yeah. one of the TikTok doing, dances. Doing TikTok dances. Yeah. I don't fucking understand any of that. I'm too old. All right. Number seven. Speaking of things I don't understand, a Nintendo patent application published last week details a new handheld reminiscent of the company's DS and 3DS systems, but with a third screen and the ability to physically separate the unit into two devices. Two! 
The handheld would consist of two separate devices with screens, the second one the second of which would also have a screen on its reverse side. I don't understand this. The application specifies that the second part of the device can attach the first in one of two different ways, changing whether or not the second part's rear screen covers the screen on the first part. I don't understand any of this. It doesn't matter. This is just a random fucking patent. The filing indicates that Nintendo originally submitted the patent application on November 11th, 2022, and also requested early publication so it would be made public before the standard 18-month time frame, which I don't understand why you'd want to do that. I'm not some sort of weird patent person, and this is worthless, and it's just Nintendo being like, ah, we came up with this thing. Let's fucking make a patent on it, because why not? Claim ideas. Claim ideas. All the ideas belong to me. I, I listen. I want to comment on this, but I don't, I literally don't know what they're doing. I don't know either. I, I don't think. I, I think it's just. It's it's literally just show me the thing because it's it's anytime you guys talk, it's too confusing. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Number eight. I just like have stopped trying to make sense of anything Nintendo does. I, that's as, honestly, you're smarter for it. It's just it hurts my brain. Number eight, Microsoft will block the use of unauthorized third-party controllers and accessories with its Xbox consoles as of next month. Windows Central reported that some users have already been seeing an error message when using such devices. Sources told Windows Central that the new policy lines up with Microsoft's plans to enable third-party peripheral manufacturers to create wireless controllers for Xbox. At present, the vast majority of third-party controllers for Xbox consoles are wired although the first wave of officially third-party wireless devices was released earlier this year. Even headsets are only able to work with Xbox if they receive appropriate approval and a special security chip from Microsoft that you can put into your skin. Mm. Win- and then you can pair it with your own Xbox. Sexy. Win- <laughs> oh, t- transformative. Windows. Uh, rub your Xbox chip on me. Hold Sorry. on, let me sing to weird. yours. Let me sing to yours real quick. Beep, beep. <laughs> Windows Central has been told Microsoft now has an approval process for official third-party wireless controllers, and the new restrictions are likely to prevent unapproved devices from taking advantage. Taking the PlayStation approach, then. Fuck your third party. Yeah. Security chip. You're going to come through us first. Um, Which is fine. As long as there's no price premium, because that's the PlayStation issue. So, like, if you look at uh, the the one that I know of is um, wheelbases. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. The PlayStation version, even though the hardware is identical, the PlayStation version is always a couple hundred dollars more expensive or at least a hundred dollars more expensive. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I don't understand why someone hasn't reverse engineered it yet. I know there's like the drive hub thing to where it like basically spoofs it being another device. But I'm surprised someone hasn't reverse engineered just like the security chip. But whatever. In time. Mm-hmm. You keep, uh, you tell the next one I gotta go fucking mess with my ear. It's bugging the hell out of me. He's got ear problems. Not really, but. I can just feel like something, you know. Oh, like an, like a like an itch that I know I'm not gonna be able to get in my finger. Just like bugs in his ears. Nah, that's not true. Spider not, crawled not in my, there. Why? Laid some. What's eggs. wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong? He's with gonna you? turn into a fucking new new. What are they called? New Beridi, New 
what the fuck is that race called? <laughs> Number nine. Sony Interactive Entertainment announced the acquisition of iSize, a London-based company founded in 2016 focusing on machine learning applications for video processing. Sony claims it will benefit the company's R&D and its video streaming services. iSize's website reveals three main products, two of which are directly related to that. Nerubian. Thank you. Uh, the former is an AI. Okay, so it's BitClear and BitSafe. The former is an AI-based video processing technology that cleans up compression artifacts such as ringing, blurring, and artifacts from heavily compressed content. The second iSize product is BitSafe, which the company describes as an AI-based perpetual optimizer that allows encoders to produce higher quality video at a lower bitrate. iSize's third product could be of interest to Sony's PlayStation Studios for game development. Called BitGen, it allows live generation of photorealistic 2D and 3D avatars. I don't know what any of that means. I mean, the last one would be interest of fucking football managers so their regions don't have to look like shit. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you blow. There she blows. Uh, Did you get the, the spider eggs out of your ear? Yeah, they're good. All right, good. I ate them. Perfect. Yeah, they're delicious. It's like yeah. caviar. Yeah, I figured what's the worst For, thing they had to do. Hatch in my stomach? Yeah. <laughs> stomach acid will take care of it. Yeah, trust me. After all that, You'll get fucking acid-spitting spiders. Oh, Lord. After that, Riggies? <laughs> I'm fine. Cream. Ain't nothing living down there. Just fucking... <laughs> just straight cream. I really don't understand those Riggies. They're so creepy. Someone clearly forgot to put some fucking tomato paste in that. Oh, 100%. I think they threw tomatoes in and not tomato paste. And that's... No, and then just like cream. Yeah. All the cream. Do you like cream of tomato soup? And they're like, no, that's not how, that's not how that works. <laughs> All right. So I guess I got the big one. You got, yeah, that's what I heard. That's what she said. I don't think, I don't, I listen, I don't think a female's ever said that. But I appreciate you. You, you know be... what they say. Big feet. That's true. Size 13s. Number inconveniently large. They are inconveniently large. It's really annoying, actually. Yeah, I would hate that. Go to the store and you're like hoping things are in a 13 because everything stops generically at a 12. Yeah, I was gonna say what's worse is it's not like a you know 14 or something. 13. You're literally one fucking size. Yeah, too big. Yeah, and then if you really find one you like and they find it in a 12 and a half and it's just there to piss you off. Oh yeah, you got to try it on because you never know. But it's, hope, it's always a little. But it's too always tight. just just slightly too tight. Yeah. Oh, you'll you'll work it in. You'll wear it in. No, you mm. won't. <laughs> I played this game before. That's a half hole. That's a whole half of a shoe, man. You ain't nope. <laughs> you want to talk about BlizzCon? Yeah, let's do it. You can ask me all the questions you have. So that's I'm right. Talk about number. That's my job on this podcast: playing the dumb guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays it so well. so well. <laughs> So, you, well. so well, you wouldn't even know which one of us is the smart one. I w- if there was a dumb guy award for podcasting, I'd have it. It'd be down between you and Greg Miller. Oof. That's a shot at Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, Overwatch 2, ready? MAGA took center stage for Overwatch 2's news. The new hero wields dual chain guns and is playable this weekend. 
this weekend. A new game mode, Clash, is coming to Overwatch 2. And sounds like a familiar tug-of-war type mode. It does. It's very similar to... I can't remember what the name is. There's a version of it in Battlefield. Rush, kind of. Uh, well, Rush, but the reverse version of Rush, where you can go back and forth with it, not just blow blow up uh, two bases and move mm-hmm. forward. Uh, Call of Duty has a similar one. There's So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront actually has one as well. Yeah. I don't know what that one's called. That's the one that really makes me think of it. But it's a lot bigger than that. A competitive rework and two other heroes, Adventure and Space Ranger, were teased with more info in the What's Next panel that happened later that day that we didn't watch. Oh, I thought it was later on. I, I think was there's like a, there might be a deep dive, but I think there was the What Next. Mm. I think What's Next was today, and the deep dive is tomorrow. Because mm. there's a WoW deep dive tomorrow as well. Yeah. Diablo 4, a competitive rework, and to what? Two other, uh, oh, what the fuck did I? This guy's I trying up. to Ron Burgundy me. I, <laughs> I clearly copied and pasted <laughs> the wrong thing. So Diablo 4, Blizzard ran down the list of quality of life updates that they've issued and are going to continue issuing. Uh, into Diablo 4. Season 3 is going to add leaderboards, and later, Season 2, we'll see an enchanting preview heading to the Occultist, and more seasonal events are on the way. Good news, everybody. Gems are a crafting material. So they don't take up space in your inventory anymore. I don't know what that means. Just, it's good, Matt. Okay. Yay! Hearthstone. You like card games? No. Thank you. Hearthstone's next expansion, Showdown in the Badlands, is coming on November 14th. The same day that the raid and season starts for WoW. There did seem to be a lot of things happening in November, and I was like, why are they stacking up November? And this fine and this fiscal. Yeah. Get it done. I don't know when their fiscal actually ends. Uh anyway, so yeah. Hearthstone expansion on November 14th. It's uh got some obvious Western themes, including a jail mechanic. It was already revealed, but today there was a cinematic. You know, Hearthstone cinematics always good. Hearthstone is getting ketchup packs, which that is ketchup packs, not the sauce you put on a hot dog, which are big packs of collected cards from the last two years of constructed play. I uh, I started putting Arby's sauce on my hot dogs. Game changer. Every player who logs in can get some <laughs> and get more through upcoming bundles in an effort to catch up with the Hearthstone meta. For auto-battler fans, Hearthstone Battlegrounds is getting a co-op mode called, oh, you guessed it, Duos. Wow, original. Never would have thought. Warcraft Rumble Season 1 launched today, and it's adding Sylvanas as a minifigure. Raids and more are on the way. More of that is getting discussed at the panels later this weekend. I have played WoW Rumble. I like it. You have rumbled in the Warcraft. I have. It's the rumble in the jungle, as they say. Mm-mm. Me and Frasier. But the you... Frasier from the show, Frasier. Oh. Not show. <laughs> wow, classic. Here we go. Cataclysm is real. They're going back. Deathwing's alive. Cataclysm is coming to World of Warcraft. Cata- classic. Classic. It's coming in the first half of next year with some changes. That we don't know yet. Some changes, TM. 
New seasonal servers. Season of Discovery is also teasing new discoverable content. The Season of Discovery will start with a level 12. <laughs> this guy's fucking writing is going to be. start with a level, uh, level 25 cap, which will increase as time goes on. There will also be new content to explore, a new raid to be done when you hit level 25. Abilities that you can mix and match. You can be a warlock, tank, uh, mage that heals, a warrior that does something else weird. All starting on November 30th. Thrilling. Yeah, check that out. The thrill of Manila. Okay. Yeah, check that out. Well, season I, I discovery. Might, I might, but no. Oh. So I might, but it's November 30th, which means I'm still only two weeks into the season. Mm. So I got things to be doing. Now, over like holiday break it, around like Christmas or something, when I'm kind of like in the, I don't know what else I want to kind of do. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe then I'll try it out. I like the idea of that because it sounds like you, they're going to be able to like. Or I'll tell you. Try it, some things and people are going to be like, oh, I really like this. And then maybe they'll, they'll like sneak it into retail or something. I have a Can really, you stop, iPad? I have a really bad feeling about this. There's one specific thing. So there's no public test realm or anything for this. They're just going to launch it and go. Okay. I pray. We're praying. That Wowhead does not cover it at all. Why? I, I let people... Dis- it's discovery. Oh, I get what you're saying. Let okay. them discover it. You know they can't do that. I know they can't. They can't help themselves. Gotta get those sweet, sweet clicks. But, like, just let people play it. And it watch, like, the little things kind of happen. Because it could be a lot of fun to just kind of, like, purposely watch. Even if you know and have all the articles ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a month. And then to be like, hey, there's this combo that nobody's figured out yet or whatever. Yeah. You never know. Maybe we'll get lucky. Now to talk about my favorite part of it. The big guns. Retail. Scary. Me and Chris Metzen. Making out. Wrestling in an oil bath. (laughs) Ooh. Like the sauna scene from Yakuza. Nibbling nibbling on his earrings. Nope, nope. We're just doing the Yakuza fog scene where you see the ass grab and toss and everything where they're fighting in the sauna. Great clip. But that being said, me and Metzen, we we we'd party so hard; it'd be so much fun. Guardians of the Dream is going live very soon, specifically the seventh. Okay, there it is, seventh Tuesday. It's five days from now. Good old Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, that's when that goes live. But the actual raid and everything starts on the fourteenth. So plan accordingly. But Chris Metzen. Back to the stage to reveal something much larger in store. The World Soul Saga. Billed as a story spanning several expansions, Metzen said this will have a pretty massive and epic epic scope. Epic was the word. How epic? Real, real epic. Yeah. It's not fucking around. He used the R word. Real. And instead of debuting one expansion by itself, Blizzard showed a glimpse of the next three expansions. The first expansion, World of Warcraft, The War Within, came with a new visually impressive cinematic trailer. In the trailer, Thrall and Anduin sit in Silithus and discuss the need to once again save Azeroth. 
as they stare out at the giant sword plunged into Azeroth herself, thanks to fucking Sarger. Here are main features for the War Within expansion. These are all things that were talked about in the Wow What's Next, if you want to watch the video, to have Morgan Day and uh, Taryn Gregory and, oh my god, I forget her name, uh, tell you about everything. Descend into the depths of Azeroth itself. Journey to a new level camp of 80 as you explore the vast empires beneath. Should I do this whole thing in Metzen voice? Beneath the surface of Azeroth and discover ancient civilizations, both friendly and adversarial, in four new zones. The surface level Isle of Dorne. The indus- Michael Dorne. The industrial ringing deeps. The unexpectedly bright and lush Hollowfall. And Ajkahet, a pinnacle of Nerubian society. Fancy. Forge new bonds. <laughs> Forge new bonds with denizens of the deep. As players progress through the main campaign, they'll meet the earthen that have made the Isle of Dorne and these zones beneath it their home. The earthen will be a new allied race available to both Horde and Alliance players. I'm like, I hope their racials are good because I kind of want to like, and I hope they have good classes because I kind of want to play one. They look fucking cool. Right. Which is why I kind of want to play one. Yeah. yeah. You're basically like a dwarf made out of stone with fucking gems in your skin. Yeah. And who doesn't want gems Yeah, in their skin? Do you think their balls are gems? But they could be. And the chicks like nipples are gems? Like we're going here. <laughs> Getting weird. Yes. And ben, then you could literally be like, my ni- I'm so cold, my nipples could cut glass. My nipples Because are they're gems. <laughs> <laughs> New endgame pillar for world content players. Opportunities abound for adventurers looking to explore the secrets below the surface in search of great treasure. If they're made out of stone, how do you think they poop? Delves are <laughs> scalable world instances for one, two, five players, which provide meaningful gear progression on the progression that will contribute to a new reward track in the great vault for world content players. So there's now a fourth option in your vaults. I like the idea of that because it's like kind of like uh, it lets like people. I don't know if I like it. Oh, this guy. Well, put it this way. Fuck. I don't mind it. I think it's fine. Uh, I just don't know what what does that mean? Because like getting stuff out of the vault, if you're doing. It's relative to the level of like the item level of it is relative to the content you were doing. So what does that mean for world content, which is always the lowest of. Mm-hmm. Like lowest level of content of all of the stuff, yeah. Because it doesn't scale see- up, so I don't know what that means. It kind of made it seem like they were making it was there specifically for the people who don't want to do any of the other content, right? Which is also fine, but I just don't know what what power level does that get you? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm wondering I, if the like, drop gonna rates be, are going to be weird too, because they like, am I going to be incentivized to do that as well? I wonder if the drop rates are going to be weird too, and the people are going to figure it out to where like, oh, if you do this this delve with it's the be- you get you get better drop rates if you do it with two people versus one, you know, like that type of shit. I think immediately that would not be a thing. You never know, man. Yeah, I mean, te- technically, yes, yeah, you're right. People make mistakes. They hit the wrong. They put the wrong fucking number in. 
Live out your class fantasy. New hero talents for each class specialization will be provided to players for a way to progress their character with evergreen self-contained talent trees. Just so you know that how hard this is for me to read right now. Jesus. <laughs> uh, you've been struggling, and I've been like, why is, is he having like a fucking stroke over there? No, it's because I'm having to like... What is going on with that? Why is I, it... it so, funny story. I uh, went to open my um, my banking application for a source. Okay. And they had a new... Um, they had a new... Like that, a new terms of a, service. Is that a new talent tree? Just trying to... No, don't worry about it. I <laughs> uh, knew... <laughs> I knew uh, terms your, of service. Is your banking account a new talent tree? Yeah. And, uh, but it had rendered... It didn't show up right on my, oh, okay, on my yeah. thing. You have to scroll through it to get to the bottom to agree. Oh, yeah. It showed up the entire terms of service. You know how long those are. Yeah. Showed up with all the all the letters in a single roll. Oh, so no. I I sat there and had to scroll like this, basically. Yeah. For what? For five minutes? Probably five minutes. I don't know, because we were on break and I was just the whole time we were talking, I was just doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, anyway, live out your class fantasy. New hero talents for each class specialization will provide players a way to progress their characters with evergreen self-contained talent trees that also infuse class fantasy fantasy flavor inspired by iconic Warcraft universe archetypes such as Mountain Thane for warriors or a Dark Ranger for the hunters. Mm. Although the druids are special, they get they get like because we have four specs, so we got to do something weird. And demon hunters are also special because they only have two. Yeah, and they didn't say they didn't tell you exactly. They said they're just different. Yeah, what what does that mean? <laughs> Expand the potential of your alts with warbands. Players can enjoy account wide progression with all characters in their battle net account, regardless of faction. That includes shared war within renown, a war band bank, achievements, and more. Additionally, a new change to Transmog Collection will let players learn the appearance of any gear type, even if they cannot equip it. In the second expansion, World of Warcraft Midnight players will return to the old world and the fabled lands of Quel'Thalas. The forces of the Void have invaded Azeroth and aim to snuff out the light of the Sunwell and plunge the world into darkness. Ooh. In the final expansion of the World Soul Saga, players will return to the wintry lands of Northrend and revisit Ulduar. There, players will witness the return of the fabled Titans and uncover a vast conspiracy that stretches throughout the history of Azeroth and challenge everything that we as players know about the Titans. And that one's called The Last Titan. That is called The Last Titan. I'm realizing now I didn't put the name That's in there. That's true. Because I'm a fuck up. Damn right. So, yeah. All right. BlizzCon. Um, woo. Thoughts. Uh, good thoughts. Okay. There it is. Heard it here first. <laughs> Sorry. I just got It. I like what they're doing with the the evergreen, like purposely developing things they don't have to leave behind, bringing the dynamic flying forward. So now your regular mounts also have dragon riding. I just say like the world design, the level design, and like the it they look fucking awesome. 
Yeah. So doing that, adding a new allied race that's Horde and Alliance is very cool. Adding in um, the warband stuff of having a Battle.net account, like, reputation-wide and a banks and whatever. The Him saying, Morgan Day's uh, out there saying, we want to respect the time of the person behind the keyboard, and that's more relevant to their accomplishments than that specific character. Mm-hmm. Makes me go, holy shit, you finally fucking understand. Can I have my portals from my plus 20s be account-wide now? Please, for the love of God. <laughs> um, But yeah, it's just like, that's so nice. Not having to grind rep on another character. Not having to do, like, have access to your bank, whatever. Like, that is just nice. And it does actually make you feel like if they were to do not player housing. Because I know a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, we'll give me player housing. If they did a garrison-style thing again which was in Warlords of Draenor, where you kind of had a player housing. Like, you had your own personal base. It was your own zoned instance of, like, yeah. having a trading post and having a yeah, house yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Like, all, I, yeah, like all the other MMOs have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you had a, you had yourself a minor, a tiny uh, city that you got to choose, like, mm-hmm. what things were in. They, which brings me up to a, a thing that they 100% would have announced during this if they were going to do it, but it makes me wonder. Um, because they did say that, tangenting 100% now, they said the 10.2 is like the last rate of the expansion, mm-hmm. which means there's probably still going to be a 2.5 and a 2.7. But this war within was slated for fall of 2024, which means that this patch needs to last us a year, essentially. This mm-hmm. major patch needs to last us a year. And they had always said back in the day of like, if we were going to do player housing, you'd have to lose a, a raid tier. Like, that's the only way we would ever be able to do it. Oh. <gasps> And essentially, we are losing a rate here if they're not doing a point three. But I feel like that's something they would have a hundred percent announced and let go crazy, unless they wanted the focus specifically on expansion. Yeah, and if they wanted that specifically on expansion, but I think war bands could very much make player housing kind of cool again as an as a concept. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I partially kind of don't care. But I like the idea of walking around your garrison and seeing your other characters just kind of like idle doing things. Like mm-hmm. rather than just NPCs in the world, you see your other characters walking around doing whatever and just kind of like living instead of just waiting for you to log back in and pick their dead corpse up and reanimate it and walk around. <laughs> like uh no, that's a cool idea. It would be interesting. That being said, Warbands is very cool. Very excited about that. The dynamic flying that they're doing, the world changing that they're doing. The actual planning of a three expansion story instead of just fucking winging it, which is what they seem like they've been doing for the last three, literally since Metzen left. And also, Metzen could sell fucking ice in the Arctic, man. He he is the charismatic one that I think a lot of people want Todd Howard to be. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, like... He is my right-now guy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of those things when you have, like, a studio or... We had this conversation a couple months ago where, like, I feel like there is... In the industry, there is a lack of... We probably had it when Pete retired. That's probably Yeah, it was was before that, I think. There's, like, a lack of, like, personalities in the industry that galvanize, like, 
studios or franchises or something like that. There, there's like very few that when they're telling you about their new game would make you want to run through a wall. Yeah, exactly. So like, of, I of think like just happiness, not like, you know, we're mm, just going to go attack, but yeah. just like, like Todd Howard, what I think he's kind of lost his, his sheen a little bit, but he was in that category. And I don't think he's lost his sheen for what he, he himself is, mm-hmm. but I think when he's trying to be sheeny over things that are clearly turds. Yeah. The, the Fallout 76 thing sunk him. Yeah. And, like, Metzen's that as well, and, like, especially for Warcraft. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. It was cool. I mean, he got a standing O when he came out. Not yeah, a, not, watching... Not, a, not another person that, that showed up for any other game during that opening ceremony, including Ibarra himself, I don't think got a standing O. Yeah. Um... It is literally the prodigal son has returned home, basically. No, it was it was interesting to watch from an out, outsider perspective. Just had the it. There definitely seemed to be a receptive energy to everything that was announced, and there is clearly like the focus is clearly like we have a plan. This is this is exactly what we're gonna do. They like showed enough to be like. A roadmap, essentially. They yeah. showed, like, a detailed roadmap. Because, I mean, arguably for almost of its entirety of creation, mm-hmm. they've never had that. Yeah. They've always been kind of like, okay, we ended this expansion. How do we move it into the new one? Mm-hmm. Not, here is a continuous storyline that fully makes sense and is coherent. Mm-hmm. That is actually purposely done in this way and that we are also purposely developing evergreen things in yeah it's almost like they sat down and said you know what let's stop dicking around and just we have to change let's do what people are asking for and just make make things of quality instead of just trying to be like ooh, flashy yeah and if in he the part that still confuses me is Metzen said, we're working on ways to get you that content more quickly. Then they said, it's going to be a year before you see this. The only thing to me that that immediately, the immediate thought was, okay, we're getting, we're going from wow every two years to wow every year, mm-hmm. which is still very fast. Yeah. It's hard because, for me. I mean, in one sense, it seems like they have a lot of groundwork like already laid, but in another sense, like to release an, a, expansion that looks to be they look they all give the illusion the fir- the the one that we've seen the most of obviously you know it, it looks a little bit more fleshed out the other two it sounds like they are equally as fleshed out so, so like that mm-hmm. would that would basically be if you did this this way right mm-hmm. i think my math might be wrong i might be being really dumb here but correct me if i'm wrong you release in, in fall of 24. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. For what I'm going to say. All right. Assuming that you release in fall 24, 25, and 26. Like, you're, you're just a fall release now. That's what it is. That means you have 12 months to turn out three raids. Which means you have the first raid at launch, three months, next raid, three months, next raid, three months, next raid, end. Which, that is a go, 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 go that they have not almost never stuck to.
which is fine with me. Because that's more new, not hitting these stagnant parts where you're kind of like... Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, that's the... It kind of worries me a little bit, just because... And that's still... That's, that's three raids with then still two, two and a half months of the back end of just going, like, we're not doing anything. We're moving towards the new expansion. Yeah. It worries me a little bit because, like, I don't... I don't understand how that would work. It'd be, be very difficult. And be good. They would they would have to ramp a little bit in terms of um, team probably. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what my thing is. Is like we haven't heard of them not doing any mass hires. Yeah, mass hiring, but they're owned by Xbox now. So I hate to tell you, I mean, unless the only you're thing <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that they are like instead of that they're coming up with systems and tools and stuff that allows for and I think the workflow to happen I think a lot that's faster. The key of, of building evergreen means you don't always have to now tinker. <laughs> well, it means you can only, you, you can tinker, mm-hmm. but it means you don't have to recreate everything every time in a yeah. new way to make this new. It's like, okay, no, no, take dragon Isles and we're going to do this kind of flying. Always build with this flying in mind. Yeah. Okay, go do that. Here's these models. Here's how this has worked in the past. Here's this. You'll have to come up with new systems all the time. You have pre-existing systems, and you're just... You're just telling... Now you're back into fight design and encounters, and how does this work, and how does this work? Because then you're still... If you're doing it the way they're doing it, which they've talked about this before, too, because the way they're doing dungeons in those seasons, I assume, they're like, okay, we have eight new dungeons. Four is your level, four at the end. Okay, that was true in this expansion, too. And then when you got to the first Mythic season, you said, okay, you get four of those new dungeons and four of these older ones that we've either revamped or pulled forward using the tools that we built in-house to modify them and whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you go to the next season, so you have four and four other old ones. And then you Mm -hmm. go to the third season, you have the Mega Dungeon. So they're only ever building one new dungeon after they launch those ones. And then they're just tweaking knobs on the old ones Mm -hmm. to keep giving you content. So they could easily get three seasons out of that. And then you're just kind of in a limbo for like two months instead of twelve. Yeah, it, it's possible. It's it's scary because I don't want their quality to take a dip. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's it's that's my concern. I yeah yeah I don't know. They they like uh, they sold it really really well. Um, skeptical of how well it's going to be executed. Hopeful, but skeptical. Um. Anything else you want to say on on Wow? Uh, no. All right. I'll say more when there's more to say. Probably in eight Fair months. <laughs> eight months after we get done with this next patch. All right. Which leads us to rumor mm-hmm. roundup. Sorry, I was trying to hold back all the fucking riggy cream in my gut. That is a sentence you should never say again. I just, I'm like... A, riggy cream just doesn't sound... I'm on fire with the weird shit coming out of my mouth. Whoa! Next you're going to be like the do and start saying some real weird <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah. That's, I can't come up with that stuff off the top of my head that quickly. Really? You can't come up with your pussy? I mean, the, my, I be- I believe the best could. one I've believe... ever come up with is slit sauce. So. That's true. That one's pretty bad. Um, all right, rumor roundup. David Hayter has returned to promote Metal Gear 
and teased on Twitter, quote, this is only the beginning, end quote. So, you know, those Metal Gear fans. It's only the beginning. Yeah, they're real hype. They're getting all fucking coked up. I don't know if they get coked. They're getting all boxed up. Out of their boxes and their, I don't know, getting weird. Anyways, several previously unseen videos from Alan Wake 2 have seemingly been data mined from the game and may point to potential future DLC content. The single-player campaign for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 can be finished in three to four hours, according to players who've been playing the game in early access. Also, see how fucking big that game is? Which one? Uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, I'm going to guess 120 gigs. It's uh over 200, I believe. Oh, hey. What's it's, up? it's 200 or more. Yeah, which is probably depending on what parts you install or whatever. Yeah, that's you, still you ridiculous. Yeah. It's, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. The upcoming Bond game from IO Interactive will have a style more in line with the modern Bond films, according to a new report. I think the statement was, it's more Daniel Craig than Roger Moore. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Rockstar Games LA Studio is recruiting MPC writers and cast for a new game. Interesting. PS5 Slim Spider-Man 2 bundles were leaked by an Amazon warehouse worker. Who cares? Yes. The <laughs> Nelson and Murdoch sign has been re-added to Spider-Man 2 amongst rumors that the Spider-Man DLC will revolve around Daredevil. Yeah, why not? Sure. According to Konami's quarterly earnings results, there's more Silent Hill remakes in the works. Okay. And now for some bungee rumors via a uh, leaker. Leaking. Leaking. Anal leakage. Uh, Marathon was always meant to be an extraction looter shooter and was first playable in January of 2020. Not 202? All right. You know what? Mind your own goddamn business <laughs> up there. <laughs> um, Bungie's original goal was to have four games. Marathon, Destiny, Matter, and another game that would come from the Incubation team. Matter was canceled in December of 2020. But they've also stated that they have three games. They stated they work, they're working on another one. It's probably the Incubation team one. Yeah, which they probably just fired everybody in the Incubation tank. So, um, difficult. <laughs> this is my favorite one right here. Most developers from Destiny 2 working on Marathon are people that were burnt out on Destiny 2. Bungie. Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, I'm going to read the short stuff since you, you had to go so long with the old BlizzCon stuff. Uh, Sure. Unless you, you know, disagree. No, no, go ahead. You can go for a bit. I don't know. You like reading on your cell phone? Oh, fuck, I don't give a shit. Okay. Damn. This, this stuff looks fine because it's not indented. So it's okay. mm. Game Studio Fantastic has delayed the day before again. It's not real. And it is now planned to release on Steam Early Access on December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. The decision came a week before the MMO survival game was slated to release on November 10th, while console versions will be coming at a later date. 
We all know what happens on December 7th. Game Awards. Yep. Uh, is it the 7th this year? No, nah, I gotta look. I don't think it is. I think it's the 12th, isn't it? I don't, know why I don't, I don't remember when the 7th is. If the 7th is a Friday, then yeah, it's the Thursday after. Uh, EA will end support for Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on Windows 7, 8, and 8.1. I fucking hate that. I hate that entire thing. I don't... I, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to upgrade. No, that's not the. It's not that is not my problem with that story. Oh. Battlefield One, Battlefield Five, Battlefront Two, Windows Seven, Windows Eight, Windows Eight Point One. A lot of numbers in there. None of it makes any sense. Absolutely not. Ubisoft is retiring online services for some of its older titles: Assassin's Creed's Ezio trilogy. What? Ezio trilogy. He is Italian. Come on. Oh. That's not an Italian accent, Nate. What are you doing? That is racist. Italian little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Might and Magic Hero 6 and Trials Evolution are among the 10 games to be decommissioned. The finals maker. Did you end up getting involved in that? Uh, I played a little bit. Okay. The finals maker, Embark Studio, says it uses both recorded and audio generated via AI text-to-speech. This was in response to criticism the studio received from voice actors and game makers alike for using AI technology for its upcoming shooter. Okay. As of October this year, 2023, has seen 25 titles with a Metacritic score of 90 or more. Sheesh. The Five Nights at Freddy's film has pulled in $80 million domestically at the box office and 130.6 million worldwide. I, I heard it's terrible. Yeah. Disney Dreamlight Valley will remain a paid game as it leaves early access on December 5th. Disney Dreamlight Valley, cur- Valley currently has in-game purchases and a monthly pass funded by in-game currency, Moonstones, which will remain optional and fair beyond early access, according to the developer. You're full of shit. Optional and fair is a really weird way to describe those. Yeah. In-game purchases and you have to pay for the game. Classic. And they're fair. Uh, Microsoft has announced the next batch of Xbox Game Pass games being added to the service, um, which, you know what? I'm not going to tell you what they are. Some of the interesting ones coming this month, though, include Football Manager 2024 for PC, as well as Football Manager 2024 console for cloud, Xbox, and PC. Fucking, you don't buy that. Did you buy it already? Nope. Nailed it. Um, Look at this guy. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, he's, he's on the Game Pass now. Yeah. Also being added when it launches is Like a Dragon Gaiden. Gaiden? What do we, what do we settle on? Gaiden. Uh, the man who erased his name. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, the Like a Dragon Gaiden. Gaiden? Gaiden? It's Gaiden? <laughs> the man who erased his name <laughs> took just six just, months. Now, now I'm picturing you at BlizzCon doing that and then glancing over to me on the side of the stage going, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just you repeat the same thing back and forth and the crowd's like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> uh, uh, that game only took six months to develop. Hell yeah. Look at these guys moving. Um... 
this is not accurate anymore, but uh, Microsoft, most Microsoft employees will lose access to the a perk of the job that offers them a free Xbox Pass Ultimate subscription. And then they said, we don't like that. And Phil Spencer said, you know what? You're right. I rescind that and you will get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate because everyone will eventually have Xbox Game, Game Pass Ultimate, but most of you will be paying for it. Phil realizing he bought most of the industry and he's like, I can't lose those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> that's too many people. <laughs> it's like, that's, you know, I don't know, 10,000 people or something. Uh, the second, this is Nate's favorite. The second season of HBO's The Last of Us is targeting a 2025 release. IGN Japan reports that From Software has begun develop, has begun large scale recruitment for multiple projects. Mm-hmm. Multiple From Soft projects. It's a lot of fucking souls nerds getting getting real moist moist <laughs> that's some trailers that you didn't watch we didn't watch godzilla minus one actually kind of looks okay it looks good I'm, although I'm, there's some uh, this trailer shows a feature of godzilla that some some people at my place of employment were not um a fan of dick no. Kind of, actually. Godzilla's girth. Uh, and then the uh, the boy and the heron is... Um, Getting an English dub and the cast is... Why is Robert Pattinson in it? The cast is wild, dude. It's, I saw it and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but you wouldn't even think it's him. Like, that's when true. That's also like, true, yeah, yeah. That's how they are, though. I love how Christian Bale, I'm pretty sure, is in every fucking English dub of a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, why not? He's the last samurai. He's... Kind of is. I mean, he he's in Princess Mononoke, and he, I'm pretty sure he plays the fucking um like what, no, have tribal uh, warrior kid who's like basically a samurai. I haven't watched the studio movie, so I have no idea. Oh my god! Did you you got to watch the trailer for this? Kind of trippy. I, good I, was, I saw it while I was scrolling Twitter, so I like forget how good they are sometimes. And then I started. I had the random yeah, tell, idea as I tell the Aiden story. Yeah, the random idea of like, oh, I'll fucking throw it on and Aiden will love it and I'm watching it and we're watching uh, Kiki's Delivery Service and I'm like wow this movie's kind of fucking dark <laughs> it's, it's so, like good it's but so it's bright though it's good it's just like that theme was kind of dark it's about losing your innocence it's like but yeah it's so it's been seven days what you been up to uh nothing good really um <laughs> I restarted so you know how I I listened to that trilogy of books the um which one? The uh, Ian Toll series that's about the Pacific Theater. Yes. That's like, uh, Matt, yeah, I restarted listening to that again because they're so fucking good. I, I, I finished. Like, I was like, what do you mean you restarted listening to it? I finished the first book today. Who rereads a book? Who re listens so, to a book? This guy. so good. This guy. I don't know why they're so good. They are so good. <laughs> this guy's addicted. Um, watch it. an anime as I do. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. So I've said it a million times. Here we I, go. I did I did uh he opened mention to the old Wafu. <laughs> I was like, hey, we gotta clean out the office this weekend because I have spent a lot of money on sim gear that's been sitting in the corner of a house for uh, literally a year. So we're gonna try. See how far we get. Probably not very far, but Hey, you gotta get you gotta start somewhere. Baby steps. No baby driver. Yeah, that too. Um, how about you? Would have been up to? 
World of Warcraft, um, but only minimally for you know going into the next expansion. Uh, played some airport CEO, did that. All right, that. building, managing some airports. Yeah, managing some airports. Uh, I am at the I think final mission in Spider Man now. Wow, that's uh, quick. I got to the, I got the prompt of like, hey, Point turn no back return. if you want to go do upgrades. So I turned around. I was starting to do some upgrades. I'm just clearing out the map of things I have mm-hmm. before I go back and do that. Uh, that'll be finished this weekend. Then I'm going to start Alan Wake. Um, what else did I... Playing Warcraft Rumble. Mm-hmm. If Football Manager is on PC, then, or on Game Pass PC, well, I'm fucking playing that. What else did I... Oh, and then like a like a Dragon Guide will be on its way. Mm-hmm. So I'll have I'll have a wow season. I got a lot to The end of November is gonna be real mid real? mid to end November is gonna be real rough for you. Rough in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, you know, you're gonna have a lot of choice. Yeah, but I'll commit to wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then suffer the consequences for yeah. missing things other places. But yeah. That's cool. It do be what it do be. Yeah. Gotta get some good wow stories. Gotta, gotta find a I new, know. Right, new raid go, yeah. guild so I got, can. I gotta find a new. I gotta find a guild to actually raid with. Yeah, so I can get some good, some good juicy stories. I don't know that I want to raid. You I'm, are such a little bitch. Here it is. I'm on the fence, and but part of me is just like, embrace your I know, desire to raid. And I know people that would have me in raid, but there's just part of me that also is like, I don't want to commit to that level of. I just want to mute everybody. And just vibe. Do I'm gonna do my thing. You all shut the fuck up. I just <laughs> I'm want... gonna mute everybody but one person, and it's the one person I can tolerate listening to. I just want you to find a guild that you like raiding with because you, you get fucking amped up about raiding and it's great. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh I don't know. You just get amped up about rating. You get real jazzed up, and it's like I. Then we get I don't. Stories. I don't watch. I don't watch myself from the outside, so I don't know what that. It's means. not that. It's the level of like the the passion when you're talking about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I still remember smoking damage meters and fucking Anduin fighting and Sepulcher. Yeah. See. Moist. Moister than two, an oyster. There were only two of us doing damage at all, and it was me and one other guy. <laughs> we're both staring at each other like Spider-Man meme, like, oh, we're the only ones doing anything. Cool. Uh. Alright, yeah, then we will see everybody in seven days. Until then, toodaloo, bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.